reaching Israel and the world. Beloved, we are so happy that you are with us. I'm Cynthia, Rabbi Schneider's wife, and I just want to assure you, Rabbi has a special teaching today that you do not want to miss. God bless you and Shalom Chavarim, beloved ones. My name's Rabbi Schneider. Welcome today to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm continuing in a series called Biblical Benedictions in the New Testament. This is now the second episode in the series. I encourage you to go and get the previous episode. I covered several key scriptures. Benedictions are blessing bestowed by God upon his people. They often fall at the end of one of the New Testament books, but not always. Benedictions are also associated with the blessing that a pastor or priest will pronounce upon the congregation at the end of a service. We are going directly into the Word of God to dig out those benedictions that come straight from the heart of God and are in His Word. I'm continuing now, brand new scripture with you, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Last week we looked at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21, and we looked at Jude chapter 1, verse 24 and 25. Today we're moving forward. I'm going right to a new scripture. Once again, we're looking at 1 Thessalonians Chapter 5, verse 23. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of God abides forever. Here, beloved one, the word of God. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's a lot. And there's a lot of themes going on in just this one verse. Remember, this is a benediction, and a benediction is a blessing bestowed upon you, God's child, from Father himself. Let's see what Father is saying to his people right here. Now, may the God of peace, I want to take that phrase, God of peace. You're going to see in several of the benedictions, the same, the same theme is, is, is there. The God of peace, the God of peace. Do you know? Almost every single letter in the New Testament begins in this way. Grace to you, get it now, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how Paul begins his letters. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We oftentimes think of God's power. He is all-powerful. We think of God's omniscience. He does know everything. And we think of all these other essential attributes of God. But sometimes we are not as aware as we should be that God is fundamentally, get this now, a God of shalom, a God of peace. That's why in order to be led by God's spirit, we need to cultivate peace in our lives. A lot of times we can be, you know, really jerked up emotionally when we have, you know, the worship music playing and, you know, the heavy guitars and the drums and we feel a lot of energy and, that, you know, that can be a good thing. But fundamentally, beloved one, listen to me, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of peace. As I said, every single one of Paul's letters begins speaking to the people of God as being people that have been blessed 
by the God of peace. Grace to you and peace, Paul says, from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's look at this again. 1 Thessalonians 5.23. Now may the God of peace himself. We're going to see later that it's the God of peace, listen, that crushes Satan and all demonic power under our feet. Let me concentrate with you on a very specific application of this. Some of you know I travel all over the world, especially into Africa and Israel, preaching the gospel. What I find, especially in Africa, in so many of these countries in Africa, listen, whose roots are in witchcraft, and, 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 and we've gone to Haiti, a lot of voodooism. What I find is, is as I start preaching the gospel, suddenly, without any provocation of my own, but as soon as I begin to sing in the spirit or begin to preach the gospel, there'll be many, many people that will begin to manifest demons. Again, I'm not trying to conjure it up. It just happens. When the God of peace is released, demons start manifesting that are hidden in these people's bodies. Now, again, how do you explain this? You ask yourself, well, why have I not seen that more in America? Is that really real? Beloved, America was rooted in Judeo-Christian principles. America was founded, listen, on the scriptures. But in Africa, their spiritual roots oftentimes have been in witchcraft, voodooism, and other types of uh, uh, idol worshiping. So they don't have the foundation that we have here in America. And that is why I believe we see many more demons manifest there, although I have seen the same type of thing happen in the United States. I start preaching the gospel. I start singing to the Lord in the spirit. Demons start manifesting. I mean, if you saw what I see, I promise you, you would know that it wasn't made up, that it's for real, that demons are real. I'm telling you the truth. If you saw what I see, you would know beyond a shadow of a doubt that these people that I'm seeing are possessed by demons. They're foaming at the mouth, they're screaming, they're hysterical. Their eyes are transfixed on some horror from another world. They're totally out of their mind. I'll begin to take authority over those demons. Listen, with the peace of God, in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus, and instantly oftentimes, their eyes that are crazed, their eyes that are transfixed on some otherworldly being filled with horror and confusion and chaos, suddenly clear up. You see their soul come through. You see the love of God burst forth and tears begin to come to their eyes as they're set free. But how do I minister that deliverance? Listen, I do it by the God of peace. God's peace is what crushes demonic power. And so again, back to our text, God is speaking his blessing over his people and he's speaking his blessing over his people, get it now, as the God of peace. It's important to remember this and it's important to cultivate in our soul, listen, peace. Be aware when you're not in peace and pull back your energy and say to yourself, you know what, I'm not in peace right now, but God, you're a God of peace. I want to walk in peace. Father, help me to be grounded in peace. You see, you can cultivate peace. God is a God of peace. So in order to walk with God, you and I need to be grounded and rooted in his peace. Once again, to be able to, to, to discern the movement of God's spirit in our life, of his leading, we need to have peace because peace gives us the ability to discern 
God's spirit. Without peace, we're not going to be able to discern his spirit. In other words, if we're all nervous, we won't be able to discern in a sensitive way what's going on around us or within us because we're just bound by the nervousness. But when we get grounded in peace, we have the ability then to discern what's going on in our own soul, what is happening outside of us, and most importantly, God's spirit. So if you're sick today, I want to ask you to believe that Jesus' death on the cross was your provision to be healed this morning. And I want you to come forward believing that you're going to receive the healing in your body that you came for this morning. Come quickly, please, if you need a healing in your body. Right before Jesus breathed his last, he said, it's finished. It's all done. Your healing's been accomplished. Jesus, the Son of God, was crucified for you to be healed. Take your healing now in Yeshua's name. Be healed. Sickness no more. have the pain or did it come and go always 17 years and now is it completely gone come on give God Wow, God is so amazing how he is alive speaking and giving us new revelation through rabbi's teaching God has a plan for our lives and it's exciting to hear the testimonies that you send in Listen to this amazing testimony. The day after my brother went home to our Lord, we were cleaning his modest home. He had so many books and Bibles, but I found one in particular I felt compelled to read. It was your book about erasing fear from our lives. I marked every passage you referred to and could not put it down. I was a lukewarm Christian. I started watching your telecast every chance I got. I can tell you now that you helped me find God. Jesus is coming soon, and I am now ready to go with him. Stephanie from Arkansas. Beloved, God is powerfully using this ministry to change lives. Thank you for joining us. Is the Lord leading you to help Rabbi Schneider around the world? From teaching pastors and evangelism to large crowds in Africa, South America, the Caribbean and more, to preaching and ministering to God's chosen people in Israel, and a dynamic television ministry, Discovering the Jewish Jesus is reaching the world for Christ. With your support, you'll help send Rabbi to deliver the truth of God's word to people who may never hear unless you send him. Visit DiscoveringTheJewishJesus.com or call 800-777-7835 to confirm your part in helping Rabbi build up believers in their faith and change lives all over the world. Now may the God of peace himself, get it now, 
sanctify you entirely, and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete. So I want to focus on this word here, sanctify. God is speaking a blessing over us, and he's saying the God of peace sanctify you completely. I love this because I know in my own life, beloved ones, I need to continually grow in being sanctified. Listen, salvation is a free gift from God. Being born again, coming into a saving relationship with God, takes place in an instant. As soon as we open our heart and receive Jesus instantly, we, are, we, we now stand before Him saved. In other words, our sins are forgiven. We're going to go to heaven because of what Jesus alone did for us. Salvation happens in an instant, but sanctification, listen now, is a process. We become more and more sanctified as we step out of the old man, as we more and more step out of the old nature, as we more and more learn how to move by the spirit and not by the flesh, as we gain more and more discernment so that we can discern between what is God and what's not God and choose him, as we do this, we grow in sanctification. And if you're honest with yourself and if you have self-awareness, you can tell that over the years, things that you didn't even discern were not of God. Now that you're older, now that you've matured, you're able to discern, wow, I used to think that way and I wasn't even convicted about it. I didn't even know it was a wrong way of thinking. But now that I've matured, now that I've grown in grace, I can see that that thought pattern that I once accepted and thought was normal, I see now that that was not of God. You see, sanctification works along with maturity. And the Bible tells us that through maturing, we gain the ability to discern the difference between good and evil. Again, beloved one, sanctification is a process. Now, I don't know about you, but I know that for me, I, I have a great need to be more and more sanctified. As much as I love God, as much as I've pursued God, as much as you know, I've done to, to try to apprehend Him, I still realize I've got a long way to go, still such a long way to go. But the good news is that the God of peace is sanctifying me. It's a long journey. My experience has been that when I first, you know, encountered Jesus back in 1978, I just prayed, God, what is that one thing I need to do? What's the one thing I can do, God, that will get me to the top of the mountain so that I'll just do that one thing? You know, like Abraham, when he offered up Isaac, he did that one thing. And as a result of that, God blessed him. So my thought process was, what's the one thing, Father, I can do that will just put me on top? But what I've learned over the years is that it's not just one thing. It's every day putting one foot in front of the other, choosing to obey him all day long, every single day, thousands and thousands of thoughts go through our mind. We're constantly having to make the decision as to what thoughts we're gonna receive, what action we're gonna take. So my experience has been is that becoming sanctified, getting to the top of that mountain is not done through obedience to just one act, but it is done progressively as we choose God's way, which is often the hard way every single day. That's why Jesus said, if we're gonna be his disciple, we must pick up our cross daily. 
And what does it mean to pick up the cross? It means to choose Him rather than ourselves. And so I say to you today that the God of peace is at work in our life and He's sanctifying us. It's a mystery because on the one hand, we are choosing to obey and it's so hard. Remember, before Jesus went to the cross, He said, Father, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me because he didn't want to go to the cross. And it was so hard, it, it, it was so grievous, it, it was so difficult for him to choose to obey. The Bible says he sweat and it was like drops of blood. So on the one hand, you and I too have to strive just like Jesus strove to obey and chose the Father's will rather than his own way when he said, but not my will, but thy will be done at the end of that prayer. So you and I, every single day, have to labor in the Spirit to choose God's way. It seems like we're the one doing it, but in actuality, God is the one that's at work in our life, and we are choosing, listen now, to cooperate with Him. And so there's this intermingling of the God of peace that is sanctifying us. He's accomplishing in us and through us what pleases Him by His Spirit, that he doesn't do this, beloved ones, listen to me, without our cooperation. And so when we cooperate with the Lord, we're pushing forward in this process of sanctification. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. And yet along the way, we really have to struggle to choose to follow him and obey him. Paul said, I work harder than you all. I'm laboring, Paul said, harder than everybody. So Paul was speaking about his own labor to follow God, to complete the purpose that God gave to him on earth, the assignment of spreading the gospel. Paul said, I labor more than everybody. But then he said, but not I, but Christ within me. And so once again, God is sanctifying us. We're moving forward. We're being cleansed. We're, we're, we're growing. But God doesn't do it apart from us. He does it through us and with us, God and you and I, us and him and him and us. Let's continue on here. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete. Now for me, this encourages me to believe God, listen to me, for divine wholeness all my life, spirit, soul, mind, and body. Now as of today, as I'm uh, filming this, I'm freshly minted 60 years old. I just turned 60. And so there's something about turning 60, at least there was for me, that's like different than all the other birthdays I've ever had. I mean, I've never thought of myself in any way as, you know, anything but youthful. But somehow when you turn 60, it's like, it, it, it kind of like shifts your paradigm a little bit. I mean, you realize at 60, you know, you're, you're moving in to a different phase of life. Now, I want you to understand, I'm not, I'm not surrendering to a spirit of antiquity, but I'm just saying there's a bit of a paradigm shift that at least happened to me as I turned 60. But I'm not surrendering, listen now, to just getting old and, 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 and you know, having my life fall apart. Because Paul says here, may the God of peace, listen to me, preserve you, complete spirit, soul, mind and body. So even though I'm aging, I'm trusting God to preserve me, spirit, soul, mind and body. I can't stop the fact that I'm aging, neither can you, but what I can trust God for and what you can trust God for is that as we age, He will preserve us. 
You know, Moses, for example, was still full of vigor when he passed away, as were all the patriarchs. Even though there were symptoms in their body that showed that they had aged, their eyes maybe had grown dim, still there was a vitality that they had. They were preserved. And I have a great friend. Some of you have uh, even seen her on my broadcast. I've shown a picture of her. In fact, we'll put her picture up right now. She's a Jewish believer. Her name is Agnes Koweski. This woman is 90 years old almost, yet every time Cynthia and I spend time with her, she's like a little girl. She brings out her little journal that she's been journaling all these years, talking about still being sanctified, still repenting. I mean, she's been a believer for like 50 years, but every time we meet her, she, you know, she's got this fresh spirit. Her body looks old, but inside she's like a little girl because God has preserved her. There's something about her that can't be explained other than the everlasting life and youthfulness of God himself that lives within her. And so, beloved, I say over you today, may God preserve you as you look to him, spirit, soul, mind, and body complete. And that's what the scripture says here. Complete. May you be preserved. Get it now. Listen to me. Complete. You might ask yourself, well, what does that exactly mean? But you know, this world that we live in is a dangerous place. And there's a lot of things that can happen to us along the way that if we're not preserved by God, some of those things that we go through and some of those things that happen to us can end up taking something away from us. And we can end up finding ourselves getting weaker and, and becoming discouraged. And some people end up and they feel defeated. But that's not what the scripture promises us. That's not what God's purpose is. God wants to preserve you complete that even though the outer man is decaying, the inner man is being renewed day by day that you're being preserved, my beloved one, complete. And finally, the scripture ends by saying, and this is God's blessing upon your life and his desire for you, listen to me, until the Lord Jesus Christ comes again. And so within this benediction is the light shining on the fact that Jesus is coming back for you and for I soon. Oftentimes we're so focused on what's going on right now, we have to wake ourselves up to realize it's not just about what's going on right now. Jesus is coming back soon. That's the last words that he spoke to us in the New Testament. Behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give to each one according to what he has done. So I want to encourage you today, beloved ones, as we end today's broadcast, look up for the coming of Jesus. Remind yourself that Jesus is really coming back, that everything is going to change. And not only is he coming back, he's coming back for you. And as you set your sights on his coming, as you set your sights on him, God is going to continue to sanctify you, spirit, soul, mind and body. He's going to preserve you through life no matter what you go through. And you're going to continue to go up the mountain getting stronger and stronger and stronger until finally, beloved, as you speak your last breath or Jesus returns, you're going to be the strongest you've ever been in your life because of the power that's working within you. This is Rabbi Schneider saying, I love you. More importantly, God loves you. Shalom. In 2 Samuel chapter 24, verse 24, we read about David wanting to offer up to Father God an extravagant offering showing his love. 
When he got to the place that he wanted to offer his offering from, he went there to purchase the threshing floor as the altar for it. When the owner of the threshing floor saw David and heard what David wanted to do, he offered to give the threshing floor to David that David could offer up his sacrifice from. David said, far be it from me to make an offering to Father God that cost me nothing. David insisted on purchasing the threshing floor even though someone had offered to give it to him. David then proceeded to pay for it and he offered to Father God an extravagant offering showing his love. The next part of the text says this, it says, the Lord's heart was moved. When you and I present our offerings to the Lord out of love, you know what, beloved one? It moves God's heart. I want to encourage you, let's love Him today by presenting to Him an offering that will move His heart because it comes from a pure place. Here's how you can partner with us. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Donate online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com, call 1-800-777-7835, or text the keyword RABBI to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, Many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, Speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yahweh Yahweh May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance. And Father God is gonna continue his beloved child to give you his peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Being a servant of God can seem overwhelming. Join Rabbi next time as she shares how to receive the strength you need to carry out God's will.